0: Hey, gang. Welcome back to Nopes and Opes. We are happy to have you back. This is a, an exciting one for me and Highland. Uh, it just, uh, it, it, it was a session when we got done and we were, we were amped. Uh, and also, I'm trying out some new editing stuff, so I'm hoping that this sounds really good, crisp, and clear. Please let me know if it sounds good or if I should go back to the other way. It was extremely uh, frustrating, but, you know, that's part of the part of the game so trying to make this as best as possible usually this is when I would give you guys the rundown of what we talk about in the episode but honestly I'm feeling still very sick so I don't want to talk for that long so watch the episode why not watch it listen to it and let us know what you think we think it's a a really interesting conversation so without further ado enjoy the show Welcome, everyone. We wanted to start this episode off by reading uh, one of our most recent comments or shout-outs on Spotify. Uh, this is coming in from Erin Cricklear Crickler, uh, Schaefer. She said, uh, great episode. I had to pull over to write down the thought, how do you figure out who you are if you're always trying to pretend to be someone else? Uh, and she said, can't wait to unpack this with my kids. And so we just want to say, Erin. Thank you so much for Uh, listening and, you know, sending in something. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I grew up with Erin and she has been like the most incredible kind of support and always optimistic and like a best cheerleader ever. And she has sent some messages to me when they have definitely been needed and really, really appreciated. And this one especially kind of comes at a really significant time because both Rowan and myself last week were just like, we're kind of over this like what are we doing like (laughs) this is not working out like yeah just just kind of flailing in the deepest waters and yeah so uh, yeah just please yeah if you have anything nice to say you will never know how much it means and and how much it can help out and and how kind of opportunistic it can be at the Mm -hmm. right time so Yeah. yeah thank you so much Aaron for everything not just that one comment but yeah, um, it glad.
0: definitely gave us both a boost this morning.
1: <laughs> Huge. I, I Huge. read that and I was like,
0: nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big 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 boost for sure. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah, well, let's. I hope we continue this energy into our next topic. We are getting back into the book. Uh, in the last episode that uh, we recorded, we kind of stepped away from the book, a little self reflection, and now we're kind of getting back into one of the chapters. And for this, uh, we're gonna have. And read the entire chapter it's uh, only a page and a half Um, (laughs) which is you know I think it's I think it's a really this chapter specifically spoke to me a lot after the fact I made some pretty impactful decisions in my life and then that's when I received the book and I got to read it and it kind of gave validity to the decision I made so oh wow which I think we'll kind of get into later but I'll go ahead and let you uh Read us off. Uh, the chapter is called "The Good, The Bad, and the Best."
1: Yeah, I like that title actually. So every time I read this, I'm just like, "Oh wow, Highland, great job!" So here we go. All right. Each of us, as individuals, is living the best life we believe possible for ourselves at this moment. That is the bad news. Most of us are unhappy and feel that there is something missing. For a large majority of us, as individuals, there is an overarching emptiness or vacancy that permeates our own existence so deeply that sometimes it is nearly impossible to separate it as something not inherent. The good news is that this overarching emptiness is not inherent to anyone's existence, and it is very possible to not experience this emptiness at all. The reason that each of us feels this emptiness, at least at certain points in our lives, is because we do not possess certain skills and abilities that allow us to take responsibility for the reality that we have perceived ourselves to create. The best news is that the skills and abilities necessary to assume responsibility for our lives and to fill any perceived voids can be learned and effectively implemented at any point in our lives. We cannot avoid conflict, but we can learn how to resolve this conflict so that we will not be negatively affected. <laughs> and that's that, the whole chapter.
0: So after reading it, after so long, what, do you, what are your thoughts initially?
1: Well, I read it like before, like just before we started this and I really, I hate to say this because it makes me kind of cringe inside, but I'm kind of impressed. Like I, like I I feel like who wrote this, not (laughs) me. Like I, I, I couldn't come up with these things, but I think that there's, I think there's some really, really good things in there. And I wish, like, I feel like it's maybe a little bit too wordy um, and sometimes people can get some of the ideas can get lost which i really tried to to kind of take all the wordiness out and 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 break it down into like very very basic essence of things but yeah if you can just if you can just when you read these words like don't get lost and just focus on okay what is the good what is the bad and then what is the best and i think that there are some really impactful ideas there and some things that can really help us out not only like daily, but long-term as
0: well. Yeah, absolutely. I think something for me when I read this chapter, and as I hinted before, uh, you kind of read it. So I went through a pretty big change in my personal life, which was kind of looking into the situation I was currently in Mm. and realizing that it wasn't good. Like my life, I had believed to be happy or was trying to make it, into something that I was happy with, but in reality I wasn't. And so I had to face, you know, one's own reality. And it just, it was really hard. But after reading that chapter, it was just like, Oh, it just goes to show like, how can you know how to move forward if you don't know where you stand?
1: Oh man. And I think that's a good one.
0: That was what was so important for me is as, as we always talk about, I'm very much, trying to be aware of the current state that I'm in and what I'm doing. I don't like to not be aware of it. I think it's super important to know what's going on. And if the people in your life are benefiting you, if the job you're in is benefiting you, Mm. there's all facets of it. And I think this just really reinforces like, Hey, everyone believes they're living the best life that they possibly have right now, but that's not necessarily true. And you can do things to set yourself to have a better life, but you got to really face that reality or perspective that you're currently living in.
1: Yeah. And I think one, yeah, I don't, I kind of want to keep on that topic, but like just one thing that I want to talk on real quick, we'll get back to that for sure. But that first sentence, each of us as individuals is living the best life that we believe possible for ourselves at this moment, I think is really critical because in the work that I do, a lot of the a lot of the students that I work with, a lot, of the, a lot of the young people are really hurting, right? They're really kind of experiencing some really tough things in life and they're making some decisions that aren't necessarily the, the, the best for them from an out, outside perspective, right? Like maybe they're getting involved in substance use or contemplating you know, some things that, that, that aren't great for like taking actions, whatever, that aren't great. For their personal lives. But it's really important for me to understand that as a person that's trying to help, that cares about them, they are making the decisions for themselves that they perceive, that they believe is the best for them at this moment. And it really helps me to kind of put myself where they are and just kind of accept them for who they are at that moment. And that's vital because I think a lot of times as adults, or people that have been through things we think oh here's the answer here's how you do it here's how you move forward and it's like no we have no ability to kind of put ourselves into another situation another's life another's thoughts whatever and so like just the, just the the concept that like having having an idea that everybody is trying their best at this moment yeah. whatever the best they perceive to be Right. And then just accepting that and and working within those parameters is huge for me. And it also allows me to kind of work with people in a way that's more beneficial without being too judgmental and and kind of taking that route. So I just think that's really important. I I just, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm I'm impressed, man. I don't know who, I don't know who wrote (laughs) this book, but like, well done. Like, I I think you did a good job. Yeah.
0: And I think that Something specifically about this chapter that is so important to me is, it's again reinforcing that idea of you can take control of your own life. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel kind of like the victim that a life has been thrust upon them or they've been put into a specific life based on exterior factors. And I think this is like, okay, say that you think that beforehand. If you take a real hard look at what your life is right now. You can really start to take the steps towards achieving the life that you want for yourself.
1: I think it's really difficult. Like I, I always struggle with that because there are people in the world that suffer greatly, right? Like, yeah. like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a middle-aged white privileged dude that has a pretty good life and, and you know, not, not a huge amount of struggles. And it's pretty easy for me to say, oh, just take responsibility. No problem. Like, (laughs) what are you, what are you complaining about? Like, what are you feeling victimized by? And I, by no means, I mean, this is extremely important to me because I know that I don't, I know in my mind, I don't know from personal experience, things like that, but you know, there minorities uh, here, here in America, people throughout the world are going through some pretty amazing things. And there are some really difficult situations. And, there is a chance to feel victimized like throughout the world, right? By all of us. And I don't want to kind of dismiss that. But at the same time, I think one of the really important ideas for me is to realize th- the power within you. Mm-hmm. That, 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 I mean, I don't know how to say this guy's name correctly. And I think it's Ali Beisel. But he I think that's correct i I hope so, because a lot of people will get angry if i if I make this incorrect. but he was a Jew in the concentration camps, and he oh man, i I should look that up, but there's there's a person that wrote, and he just wrote some amazing things and uh, about how he survived and, and and his mental kind of state and how he thought about things and how he kind of just made it through each day. And I just, like to me, that's what it's all about. I mean, this guy just had an amazing human capacity to survive and to focus on what he wanted to focus on and to be the person that he wanted to be in extraordinarily horrible, like kind of the worst, the worst kind of conditions that humans can create. And somehow this guy not only survived, but thrived. And I think that's kind of what, like if I could get people to think in that capacity, oh, that would be huge.
0: Yeah. Well, I think in in reading this chapter, it personally, it started to change my mindset and perception and perspective on the life that I was living. And I think that's the first step into kind of acceptance. If you start to change your mindset and perception and uh, how you actually view your own life, you can start to think about it in a better way or start to take actions to make it be better.
1: Well, it's really, I mean, if, 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 and again, I, 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 I do not want to kind of trigger anybody or kind of dismiss people's feelings or anything like that. But if you like w- within the victim mindset, it's, it's, it's hard to not only see but to take actions to move yourself forward, right? Mm-hmm. If you think of yourself as a victim and you think of yourself without power and you think of yourself with kind of the circumstance where others are in charge and you don't have much power, then yeah, you, 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 don't, you don't have a lot of opportunities to move yourself forward, to kind of advance yourself, to kind of become the person that you want to be. And I, I, I struggle with this because in grad school I had some really difficult conversations and, and like, I was one of, I think five guys in the program with a lot of like really strong, intelligent, powerful women. And they definitely kind of set us in their place uh, more <laughs> than once, but I just, yeah. And w- and one of the conversations was about victimization and, and like that mindset and and what it feels like and how debilitating it is and and how maybe I don't understand it as much as I should or, or and and I agree with all of those things. Absolutely. And if I'm wrong in this regard or if I don't think things through as fully as I need to, I'm more than willing to take things into consideration. But I just my goal in kind of writing this book and and kind of having this whole podcast in general is to allow people to feel the power that they possess. Yeah. That's it. I mean,
0: that's, that's huge. And it's, so I'll give you, you kind of know this, but I'll kind of extrapolate on it. So the specific thing that I was kind of hinting at earlier that I went through, um, so prior to me in Highland, and I will talk about this more. Don't worry, we'll have an entire uh, episode probably multiple on relationships because it's such a big facet of people's lives. But so prior to Highland giving me the book, I was in an eight year relationship with my high school sweetheart and it came to an end. We, we ended things amicably, but it was mostly just because we both weren't happy and uh, it just kind of one day came to a halt and I had the conversation with my uh fiancé at the time and was saying like hey you know you we don't have to work out like you don't have to end up with me like it's okay if it doesn't work and that just kind of started the conversation right so after a while and many long talks and whatnot we decided to end things and then i got highlands book and this is act for the fact and when yeah. i started to read it and one of the reasons why i couldn't put it down was because i was going through a such such a big transforma- transfer transformative uh, part of my life because a little backstory into the relationship, I became completely codependent, wasn't taking responsibility for anything in my life, P- fully put it on my partner and wanted to just kind of let them live their life. And I just kind of was along <laughs> for the ride, <laughs> which is a, it was not a good way to live. It's not not the So I do not recommend doing that. And when I read that chapter, it was a really great way of, kind of articulating how I felt in the moment. And it gave me a lot of validity in making the decision that I made because I, I was in a bad yeah. situation and I believed it to yeah. be good for a very long time. And not to say that the relationship was bad the entire time, just towards, we, we reached a certain point where we just were kind yeah. of surviving. We were just kind of making do misery loves company. And we just were like, Oh, well, like, it'll yeah. get better eventually. And I think it is very important to really reflect and be like, will it get better? Like is that is that really what's gonna happen? Or is it is it not getting better? So when I read the chapter, it kinda just opened my eyes. Like I did make a smart decision to really or just at least an adult decision to kind of look back and be like, Hey, it's not working out. It's not as good as it could be. We could yeah. live happier lives. And it's unfortunate that it couldn't be with each other, like we had to figure out our own stuff, but that's the specific situation that happened for me and i think that that's something that a lot of people experience i think there are a lot of people in relationships marriages whatever you want to call it um that are just surviving and they're not really happy they believe they are but they're not taking a hard look and facing the reality to say like oh i'm not well, happy well i think
1: i'm just going to read one more sentence again and i i think it 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 it's whether you want to look at relationships, whether you want to look at jobs, whether you want to look at substance use, whatever, this, this is relative to all of those things. So just one more, one more time. For a large majority of us as individuals, there is an overarching emptiness or vacancy that permeates our own existence as deeply, uh, so deeply that sometimes it is nearly impossible to separate it as something not inherent. The good news is that this overarching emptiness is not inherent to anyone's existence and it is very possible to not experience this emptiness at all. And I think a lot of times when we enter into relationships, when we even enter into our careers, our jobs, our whatever it is, we're thinking that if we do this, it will fill Mm -hmm. that void and we look to our relationships. And I don't want to get too much into this because I think that there's a lot to talk about, um, like in, in that specific kind of context, but like a lot of times we, we choose our partners based on how can they fill the voids that we experience. Right. If we, if we feel that we're not so intelligent, maybe we'll look for, or if we feel like, Oh, we don't want to, we can't earn money. We look for somebody that has a lot of money or, Status, or whatever it may be, right? And, or like if they're social and we're not, or whatever it is, right? But it's, yeah, it's it's so common. Like we're always, I think all of us are trying, all of us, all of us have these voids, all of us have these deficiencies where we think, man, this is something that I lack. And we are trying to fill it in the best way possible. And a lot of, a lot of times it's not a very good way. Right, yeah. it's, not, it's not the way that that's best for us, but a lot of times it's easier or it's more comfortable or it's less painful than the alternative. I mean, breaking up is not fun. Being on yourself, being by yourself is not fun. Having to take full responsibility with no kind of filter, no kind of protection from another person, not fun, right? All of these things are less than desirable in every sense of the word, but they are necessary in order to get to the point where you are the most fulfilled, where you are the most happy. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you a quote. um, Oh, okay. uh, That I think is also in line with uh, this whole chapter and what we're talking about. Uh, It's from the idiot. (gasps) Um, It is, it is my favorite. So the specific uh, quote is, it is better to be unhappy and know the worse than to be happy in a fool's paradise.
1: Yeah. God, I love, I cannot even, like, we could talk about The Idiot all day long. Like, that is by far one of my favorite. Like, I, do, I love Dostoevsky, just in the general sense. But, yeah, that book, I think, is amazing. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of us are tricking ourselves constantly. And we're tricking ourselves for good reasons, right? Because we, we, we do want to be happy. We do want to like lead a comfortable life and and to have the things that we think we need and everything like that. And there's reasons behind everything that we do for sure. But yeah, I gotta say, I think a lot of us are living in a fool's paradise. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it, it's for a good reason, but it's not helping us. And I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the difficulties with mental illness with, with, um, The, the, the problems that we're experiencing in society today is because our lives are not matching up with the reality. We're, we're, we're pretending like, like, like that, the quote that struck Aaron, um, we're pretending to be people that we really aren't, that we're, that we're truly not. And that's, that's problematic. That is going to cause conflict when you ask yourself the question, it is not going to line up and mm-hmm. there is going to be difficulties in that.
0: Well, you talk about that conflict. That's exactly what I felt um, in the relationship uh, that I was in. It was, you know, there was a lot of signs where I was like, I just, I don't feel happy. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I love this person. I want, it's always And there. I want to be happy. Yeah. And for a while, you know, I could make do with that. Like I could just keep pushing forward and try my best, but you just reach a breaking point. And you know, I think it's, I think it's very important that I went through it at the age that I did because now it can kind of set me up for the future. But you know, a lot of people don't realize that you can take control. And by the way, it's gonna suck. It's horrible. It's no not, way around it. it's not, it's not fun. Facing those feelings is It's terrible. It's so emotional and ending that relationship was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But in doing so, you know, I've, I've, I found a lot of peace in knowing that I was doing something specifically for me to try and better my life. And if, if you can kind of have that perspective and that meaning behind it, it really makes it worth it. That's not to, to say like everyone break up with their significant <laughs> others like
1: if no you're, please don't
0: if you're happy and you're with the love of your life stay with them I'm sure I'm sure you are happy and I think relationships are a lot of work and there's a lot of sacrificing and I'm not trying to take away from that but there are certain situations where you get to a point where it's it's more than sacrifice it feels like you're losing yourself yeah. and that's specifically what happened to me yeah. and so it 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 was an attempt. One, to find myself and two, to hopefully let my ex uh, also find herself Yeah, because that was something we both talked about where we, we just didn't feel like we knew who we were or didn't know what we wanted. And I know that's a constant for a lot of people in life trying to figure out what you want. But if you don't have the freedom to really express yourself and try and figure that out and you're locked into something and it just becomes this kind of we you you're doing a disservice to yourself
1: i believe well i'm just going to read there's there's one other chapter in the book that we probably won't go into uh because it's something that i don't i don't think we can i don't think we necessarily need to but i'm going to just going to read the first paragraph here uh the first few sentences because i think it's ultimately exactly what we're trying to say here responsibility is not fun it is not sexy or adventurous or glamorous or fashionable It does not guarantee you will be successful or make promises of unimaginable unimaginable wealth or prestige. It does not make one popular or even liked. On the contrary, the pursuit of responsibility often requires difficult sacrifices and heartbreaking choices. It involves taking actions that are not desirable and often putting the benefit of others before the benefit of oneself it is almost always easier to try and avoid responsibility or to have others take responsibility for us. If it is easier to avoid responsibility or let others take responsibility for us, why would anyone choose of their own free will to pursue a desire to take responsibility for their lives?
0: Yeah. And like me personally, you know, you reading that, like the decision to end things with my, um, former partner was, I mean, it was, it was super, um, you know, like I was heartbroken um, and still trying to figure that out. But in doing so, I knew, as I stated before, that it was for me. And uh, in the sense that I think we both can benefit from really trying to kind of explore who we are as people and take responsibility for certain things. And I think that's what it boiled down to was I was taking responsibility for nothing and putting it all on onto, onto her. Yeah. Like she was doing everything. And I was, I, I I was in a state where I was like, I need to take all responsibility for all of my life, and I can't put that on you or hope that you will take responsibility for me to make me feel better. Yeah. So in doing so, we had to kind of separate from that. But I will, we will talk about relationships more because Highland does have a book, or not a book. He has a book as we as we know, <laughs> but he has a chapter specifically on relationships. So I am happy to. Dive more into that, and I'm sure it'll be an emotional one as I oh, pull up old memories and whatnot. But yeah, I just it, the the chapter itself really it hit home for me specifically, and it really helped.
1: Well, I I mean, yeah, I I'm so glad. I mean, that's I I, I just I'm kind of blown away every single time we have these conversations because I it's really. Very heartwarming and kind of amazing and kind of weird to realize that I wrote something that actually people have thought about and have taken into consideration and, and, and used to kind of make their lives better in some way. So I appreciate that, my man. That's, that's no pretty nice. cool. I would like to just read something that I wrote last week, actually. And this is in regards to an episode that we've already released, but I... I didn't like the way they answered. I answered, and so I wrote this, and it is specifically the title is "Why Take Responsibility."
0: Before before you begin, is yeah. the episode you're referring to the question or the hardest, simplest truth?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I can't remember.
0: Okay, well,
1: yeah, feel free. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's one of those, one of those. Uh, yeah, you'll figure it out. So here we go. You asked me a question in a previous episode, and I stumbled in my answer. I did not say what needed to be said, and it has bothered me ever since. It has bothered me so much so that I have written out my answers so that I know I can express exactly what I would like to express. I do not think there is anything more important I can ever say in this podcast, or in my life in general, than the answer to this question, why take responsibility? There is nothing in this world that will force you to take responsibility. It will always be a choice. This is not an easy concept to understand, and many will disagree. However, in the end, if you truly think this through, every one of us choose every single one of our actions. Every single action we take in our lives is the choice. We have complete and total control over our actions, whether we want to admit this fact or not. For most of us, this is a terrifying idea, but I believe it is true. What we do not control in our lives are the results or consequences created by our choices. There are many public figures in America right now facing consequences for their choices consequences, which they do not have much, if any control the judicial system, money problems, jail time, expulsion from institutions, or any number of other things. The reality of this life is there will always be consequences or results for every action we take the best life possible for each of us is to consciously choose actions for which we can assume total responsibility as human beings. We will never have total control of our lives. This is impossible, certainly. But if you would like to experience more control and suffer less negative consequences, take responsibility for the choices you make and the life we are all constantly creating. That's it. And I think, I think, that, I think that that like those words speak directly to what we are talking about. Like if, if, if you're in a relationship and you feel... The void. You feel that there's something not right. If you're in a job, if you are at some point in your life or whatever it is, if you feel that there are things that there are wrong that, that that are wrong or missing or bothering you, take a moment, think things through, and figure out how to move forward. Like you have the power, you have the ability to to change things, to create things. Like the life you are living, you created. And a lot of us do not want to admit that. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun for me. Like, I'm, I look at my own life. And I'm like, what the heck? I did that? I, what? No, man. Somebody else. Like, but I, I think, I think I'm correct on this. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I fully agree. And I think it is very, it's uh, so easy to blame other facets um, as yeah. you're, as you're listing examples. One specifically for me. And for a lot of people, it's just their own physical health working out. Oh my God. You are, you are not, not going to get in shape. You are not going to live a healthy life in terms of actual like, physical health unless you take responsibility. Yeah. Easier said than done. Very, Way easier. Very, very tough. But it's something that it, it, the idea and what I really like about the book and the chapters is that it, it can be applied to... So many facets of your own life, just taking responsibility. There are so many times where I'll literally be talking to Hyland um, about something that I'm <laughs> upset about or something that I think I need to do. And there's just that little voice, which is now just Hyland's voice going like, take responsibility, man. Like, that's all you got to do. And I'm like, all right.
1: Oh man, which sorry. Sorry, I'm haunting you like that. <laughs> that's not good.
0: No, it's a super, it's a super uplifting and powerful thing in feeling that you can take control. Um, at first it's going to really suck, but I think in the long run, it'll really pay off and you'll really be proud of yourself and really kind of learn to love yourself for doing things for you.
1: Well, I can say from, from personal experience, I mean, it's taken like, I'll be, I'll be 50 years old, which is crazy to me, but, um, in April and it's taken me this long to get to the point where. It's like, yeah, I can, I can take full responsibility. There are things I'm not proud of. There are things that I am embarrassed as heck about. Like, think, I, like, I feel shame. I feel guilt. I feel all of the things that are part of the human experience. Absolutely. But I can accept that as part of me,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like, if people, if people knew things, oh, my God, I would be horrified, <laughs> right? Like, I, it would be really, really difficult. But, I, like, I can, in the end, I can say, yep that's me. Like yeah. that's, that's the, that's the bad, that's the crazy. That's the, and so by no means am I saying, yeah, like it's going to be an easy process. And by no means do I say 100% of the time. I'm like, yeah, like I blame the heck out of other people. Mm-hmm. I, I blame situations. I I, I think, ah, oh, it's not my fault. So yeah, it's, it's an absolute process and it's not, it's not a 100% of the time. It's just, it's an ongoing thing. and, and, It's, it's difficult and it's not sexy and it's not fun. And, uh, but I think eventually it will lead to better results and and results that you can be proud of and that you can accept. And then like, when you get to that point, you're like, Hey, like, like like I created, I created this life. Like I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. And if you don't pursue taking responsibility, that's when the conflict arises in your own head. And that's just, a battle between you and yourself. You know, if you don't go to the gym and you feel bad about your physical weight, you will, that negative dialogue is in your head. And that's that idea of the conflict. And it, that applies any facet of your life, whether it be relationships, jobs, everything, you know, every I, I truly believe that that conflict is a constant. And what people try to do in avoiding responsibility is to hush out the, the conflict that they're feeling. Like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to think that. I don't want to feel those emotions. So I will find other ways to stop that negative thought inside my head. But as we said, I think it's very important to face it head on. Be like, what is that conflict? What is that negative thought? Okay. How can I do the best to stop it? And in doing so, I think the answer is to take responsibility in whatever way you can do that. It's not necessarily like you can, there are a lot of situations that I don't think we're considering where, you can be put into a very bad situation. I know you have your own personal choices to get somewhere, but sometimes things can be forced upon you. Oh, absolutely. And in taking responsibility, it can blow up in your face. Like you could have a situation at your work and that's being forced upon you and you're like, nope, I'm going to go up against it. I'm going to go against what everyone else says and take responsibility for my life. And it might get you fired. You you never know, but at least- you know, you're, you're looking out for you. And I think that's a huge thing. I think you should look out for others, but just, I'm at a time in my life where it's, it's very individualized. And I think that I'm really trying to live the happiest life I can. So then that way I can give to others. I don't think you can be happy or add to people's lives. If you haven't reached a point where you feel like you're doing the same for yourself. And that's a big reason why relationships is such a huge thing. Cause I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a place where I felt that I could effectively give that kind of love when I didn't even love myself. So wow. that conflict, man,
1: you're, you're only 25. <laughs> I'm only 25. Dang, buddy. You, you have some, you have some serious knowledge so. for such a youngster. <laughs> I, and I just want to point out one other thing too, something that like I see in the world right now. And I want to mention names right now so badly, but I'm going to try not to. But if you, if you don't take responsibility for yourself, you're giving power to others or organizations or, or whatever, right? Like, 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 for example, if you don't take control of your money and you hire, you know, a financial advisor or whatever, it it could work out great. Absolutely. Like, I, I hope it does. Um, I would think that most like hiring a financial advisor in most cases is a great idea, but you are personally creating the opportunity for someone to take advantage of you. Right. And I think that's really kind of an important point. And maybe that's not a great example, but yeah, like
0: I think the the less responsibility you
1: take, the, the, the more power you give to others. Yeah.
0: I think in that specific scenario, if you completely offload the responsibility onto someone else, that's a disservice to yourself, but you can ask others that, May have a better idea of yeah. how to take responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to do so? Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: You know, I'm just if yeah, you want to I mean use that, a
0: financial advisor. <laughs> no, know.
1: yeah, I'm not going to say don't use apart. a financial advisor. Take apart your no, that's your not point. the best example. But I'm just saying, the, in in, in, a, in a general sense, the 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 less that you take responsibility for your own life and your own actions, and 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 the 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 life that you're creating, the more power that you not only lose for yourself, but you give to others willingly and like when you give power away, that doesn't feel good that that um, in the end that will never benefit you the the, the best way possible mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully in hiring a financial advisor that will benefit you <laughs> greatly
0: and I mean it it just goes to say that and like the most important concept I think about this specific chapter and what we're talking about is that you can take responsibility and it can get better. Like you just, it's going to be real tough, but it is possible and you will benefit from it.
1: Well, and I think one of the, one of the, like, I just want to read another sentence and I'm sorry. I, I feel really weird. Kind of don't apologize, man. These are your ideas tooting my own horn like this, but I, I just, yeah. Okay. Here we go. The best news is that the skills and abilities necessary to assume responsibility for our lives and to fill any perceived voids can be learned and effectively implemented at any point in our lives. Whether that's financial, relationships, career, you know, whatever it is, going to the gym, Mm -hmm. right? You can learn how to exercise correctly. You can learn how to, I don't know. But I, I just think that's an amazing concept. Like, I think a lot of us don't... I, like one, one thing, like I, I used to, like, I had the privilege of teaching in China for five years. And one of the questions that I would always ask the students, um, in the beginning of the year and was, you know, like, why don't you do more to kind of clean up the environment, right? Like, why aren't you more concerned about the environment? Cause the environment over there was really tough. Like it was pretty shocking to me. And they just said, oh, I'm just one person. I don't have any power. I can't, I can't do anything. And that was consistent. Every single, every single person in those classrooms uh, would say the exact same thing. I'm only one person, and I, I just remember that. And one of the things that I'm most proud of, and that I did in China, was set up a group that kind of worked with the environment and did things to kind of take actions. And uh, that was that was incredible. That was awesome. And but it was just, it was just, it was so shocking to me to hear. And it's, it's definitely a cultural thing too, but they, they fully just realized or they thought I'm, I cannot make a difference. No, yeah. I, I don't have any power. And I was like, oh man, like as a, as a Westerner, as an American, I was like, what? Like I have ultimate power. I can, I can do anything I want. Um, so that was, yeah, that was definitely kind of eye opening and a really kind of cool process to go through.
0: And to kind of counterpoint that, I feel like you personally felt like you had you could make an impact as a Westerner, but I think a lot of people uh, feel hopeless. They feel powerless um, in a lot of facets of their life. And
1: I think that's huge right now. I think, I think like I'm, I'm looking at government. I'm looking at the world situation. It's overwhelming as heck right now. Yeah. I feel scared and kind of hopeless and like, uh, yeah, well,
0: 100%. Yeah. So it's something that as, as I have found that I have started to do things for myself to, again, take more responsibility, I feel the power or the control and confidence coming back to me, which is really nice. Because I think, you know, I you taught in high schools, and when I was a high schooler, it was kind of the most, it was kind of when I was at my happiest because I just was living life and I didn't really have any worries or anything. Like I just was kind of going through life and whatnot. And I had a lot of confidence and I was like, I know, ah. I know what I'm doing. Like I'm good. Yeah. And then after I got into college and I got chiseled away a little bit and then I left college. And then the past three years it chiseled away even more to where I got to a point where I was hopeless and just in doing certain things in my life and even just little steps to take responsibility. Like I clean more often. Like when we do this podcast, I'm constantly cleaning. I'm vacuuming every morning. <laughs> You know, you should clean your house and whatnot. But that was something that I didn't do where, before. Uh, I just like would kind of avoid it. And that's, you know, like a really great example of taking responsibility. It's like, it's very easy to be like, ah, oh, no, I don't need to do it. Someone else can do it. But if you just start with something little, it, you'll just see the snowball effect of how it gets easier to do things for yourself and take that responsibility. Man, yeah. we've said responsibility. I think a thousand times. It's so, kind of
1: it's kind of annoying.
0: Sorry to everyone that listens to this podcast and hears this <laughs> word so often, but it is something that is so important to the core of the book. I think the core to our, our message is about taking responsibility, and I, I I hope it's all right that we say it so many times. Yeah, please just forgive. Yeah, we're we're it's going to continue to be brought up, but I think uh, well, I think it's important.
1: I have an important, I mean, I have a question for you, I guess. And I don't know the answer myself here, but how do you think, like when you say got chiseled chiseled away, Mm -hmm. like in college, yeah. like how do you think, like, what does that mean? That's an interesting concept to me. Uh, Like what got chiseled away and how did it get chiseled away?
0: My self-confidence in being able to one, just be my own person, as we've talked about in previous episodes, which haven't been released yet or it dep- doesn't matter. I don't know when this specific <laughs> episode is going to be released. I'm not so involved. As we talked so about I do In know. sphere of influence, yeah. right? that whole experience, yeah, that yeah, chiseled yeah. away at me. Right? Okay. Yeah. And what I mean by chiseled away is it just, I lost confidence. I lost part of myself in the sense that I started to create conflict within my head mm. and would kind of really question what I was doing. Cause when I was in high school, I very much was my own person I did my things. I had my personality. And if I said something and someone didn't agree with it or didn't like me, I didn't care. Like it, it was kind of like I was my own person and uh. the, it's not necessarily about responsibility. It was more just about like feeling like my full self. Um, and then that's something with, you know, the past three years and the relationship, it wasn't my, my partner's doing that chiseled away at me. It was just the self, the, the codependency. Feeling like I have no power, feeling oh, like wow. I can't do anything to take responsibility. Wow. Completely took away from my own self-image, from just kind of like my soul, from my like core yeah. force, whatever you want to label it as. And oh so my gosh! I feel, and that's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of people can relate to a point where they felt very empowered and like their full self. Yeah, and then some hardship happens, grief, whatever it may be. Yeah, and it chisels away and i think it just goes to show like you got to build yourself back up no one else can i have so many friends that have been supportive in my life yeah my partner was extremely supportive when we were together but and even even now ah, she's podcast, super supportive now yeah, yeah. she's she truly is an amazing supportive person yeah but he, he, like no one can do it for you so you have to build yourself back up oh
1: my gosh We're getting, we're getting, we're getting deep here, man. (laughs) But I think that, I think there's two things. One, like one, it's a, it's a, it's a process, Mm -hmm. right? And there are going to be moments where you get knocked down and it is going to be tough to get back up and, and it is going to be a constant struggle. There's never going to be like, huh, I got this. And the rest of your life is smooth and golden. No, it's not the way it works, man. And then two, just the importance of like allowing, allowing The struggle, right? Allowing like yourself to get to points where you're like, Ooh, okay. I'm not where I need to be now. How do I get back? And just kind of the self-reflection part and taking, you know, kind of looking at things as they are and then seeing like taking kind of a full view and, and saying, all right, this is where I'm in. This is where I'm at now. This is where I'd like to get to. How's, how's the best way forward?
0: I think a lot of people are afraid to admit that they're unhappy or they're not as happy as they used to be or they are the person that they felt they used to be. Oh, man. And I think that's the first step (laughs) is like, if people ask me, like, are you happy? Truly right now, I am not happy. That's not to say that I'm depressed or feel, you know, super bad about myself. I just know that I have a lot of work to do to get to the point where I know I can be happy, which is an okay thing to say. I think a lot of people just go through life being like, no, I'm good. Like, it's okay. And I'm like, I think it's not
1: only an an okay thing to say, it's a necessary thing to say. If you're like, I think, I think you not being, being happy at this moment is, is better than like is, is, is the best version of you than lying about it and not being not being truthful, not being honest. Yeah. For sure.
0: As again, as it said in the <laughs> idiot, it is better to be unhappy and know the worse than to be happy in a fool's paradise. Yeah. And yeah. I think the idea of fool's paradise is that you're lying to yourself saying that you are happy. I think, I think Instagram
1: to... is a very good depiction of fool's paradise. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, whole... I think,
0: I think that's a. Good place to end, unless okay. you got any final comments,
1: anything oh, man, you'd like I to wrap up. I always or? have final comments, but <laughs> I'm not gonna make them.
0: Alrighty, gang. Well, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, uh, we have an email, so feel free to send us stuff about you taking responsibility, whatever it may look like. And uh, the email is nopeopod at gmail.com. That's N O P E O P E P O D at gmail.com. Thanks, and, and
1: if you do send something in, just realize it does make a big difference. Like it, it is super helpful to read. And, uh, especially as you're starting out, you have no idea. Like I got, think you and I are both like, who, who is actually out there listening? Like, is yeah. it just my mom and dad and like a few friends or what's the deal? So yeah, if you do like that's, that's huge and, and much appreciated and, uh, will be very highly thought of. So thank you.
0: All right. Thanks gang. See ya.